the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praise This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast that I pray is being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. We're sharing a powerful message with you that I hope is very blessed to all of you. It's called Pathways to Increase Intimacy with God. Says of God, our God desires to have an intimate relationship with all of us who are his children. That's one of the reasons why he sent Jesus to Calvary's tree, so that that opportunity can be made available to you and me. But unfortunately, although God made that opportunity available to us, most Christians don't have the kind of intimacy with God that he wants to have with us. And if they do want to have an intimate relationship with God, they don't know how to do so. The good news is that the Bible teaches us that there are pathways that we can take to increase our intimacy with God. Every one of us needs to know what those pathways are so that we can have and enjoy the kind of increased intimacy with the God that he desires to have with us so that we can enjoy it so that we can experience the kind of life that God wants to live by us. So, without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Pathways to Increase Intimacy with God. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the Word? Because ready or not, here it comes. Found out and been studying that there's many things that uh, uh, Jesus did. More importantly, we found out that in Ephesians chapter 5, we found out that God wants us to be imitators of him. He said, be imitators of him as dear children. Praise God. Well, we are dear children. That's going to try to imitate our father. Praise God. But we found out that no man has seen the father at any time, unless you've seen Jesus at a given time. Because Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6 says, for unto, uh, said, for unto us a child is born and a son is given, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Everlasting, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father. The Prince of Peace, praise God, he is the everlasting father. And so since that's the case, we can look at Jesus and see what we need to do and imitate what he did. We found out, praise God, that we're invited to imitate him. And we're supposed to use him as our example, our pattern, so that we can be able to do what it is that he did, so we can be able to have the same response in life that he did. Well, we found out and we've been studying one of the things that he did a lot, praise God, because we read on in chapter 4, verse 1, says, Then was Jesus led up of the Spirit, into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was afterwards hungered. Of course, we noted he had went into the, into the wilderness led by the Holy Ghost. We noted fasting is not all he did because we know that fasting is tied to something else. And that's called prayer. That's why we found out that one of the pathways to the intimacy with God is prayer. That's the one we started working on. And that's prayer and pathway to intimacy with God. Because if we want to increase our intimacy with God, we need to uh, in, increase our fellowship time with God. If we want to increase our intimacy with God, we need to increase our prayer time with God. 
because that's what God wants us to do is copy and imitate Jesus. Then we ought to do the same thing, too. And that's that we ought to increase our intimacy with God. We found out last week that Jesus was precious to God. Praise God. He was valued by God. We found out one of the reasons why was because of the time that he was spent with him and the way that he would be able to do through him the things that it is he desired to do. We found out, praise God, that prayers are important to God. They're precious to God. So precious that we panned up to the throne room to find out that he holds prayers in a golden vial. He holds them in a golden vial. Praise God to show you how powerful and how beautiful they are to him. He holds them in a golden vial. Why? Because he said that they are a sweet odor unto him. Hallelujah. Better than any fragrance you've ever smelled is the voice of those who he that that, that he saved and, and they open their mouth and tell and begin to pray. Praise God. We found out, praise God, that God wants all of us to pray. We found out he wants every man everywhere to pray. Praise God. Every man, which means everybody and everywhere, which means in every place that he wants us to pray, not just in the house of God, but in your house, too. Not just in this place, in your house, but at the, at the grocery store, too. When you car, when you're in your car, wherever you're going far, whatever you're doing, God wants you to pray. Praise God. And begin to start communicating with him, not just to him, but with him, which means that you're not only a lot enough time for you to say what you want to say, but you give him a little time to say what he want to say. Praise God, because God's got answers for you. He got things he wants to bring to you. But that's based upon your prayer. We found out in Matthew chapter six last time that God expects us to pray. He expects us to pray, which means that he has an expectation of our prayer. Praise God. So that mean that's why that's what we ought to do. Praise God. We ought to pray like he wanted us to. We found out that he took his disciples with him to pray. Sometimes he would go alone to pray in a solitary place into a mountain, which is talking about a higher place. Because anytime you go in, into prayer, you're always elevating yourself, going to a higher place. And we found out that he would go there alone. But he would also go there many times with his other disciples, some of his disciples. But even when he went there, he'd tell them, you stand here and pray, sit here and pray. I'm going over here and pray. Because even when we come in a group to pray, we're still going to end up being by ourselves. Because it's going to be between you and God, you and your father. That's what this thing is really all about. is the opportunity to be able to pray and become and get close to our father. We found out that Jesus took his disciples in there for a reason, and that was to teach them how to pray so they could be able to learn how it is that they need to pray so that they can be able to do what it is that they were supposed to do the exact way that he wanted it to. Well, since Jesus was constant in prayer, then we who have chosen to imitate him should be constant in prayer also. If that's what he was, then that's what we're going to be. If that's what he was, that's what we should want to be, is we should want to be constant in prayer. Well, I found out that that not only does do, that we should want it, but God wants us to do it. Turn to First Thessalonians chapter five, please. Get ready for an awesome word that's about to come at you. Hallelujah. First Thessalonians chapter five. Hallelujah. God wants you to pray. Wants you to be constant in prayer. First Thessalonians chapter five. Here you see where we're admonished to pray without ceasing. Verse seventeen. Short verse, simple and sweet. Pray without ceasing. That's God's intention for you. One of the reasons why he kept it short and sweet, because he was talking to arguably what was called the, one of the most perfect churches, if not the most perfect church in, in Christendom at that particular time. It was the Thessalonian church, one in which when he wrote the two letters to the Thessala, the church of Thessalonica, we found out that there was no no rebukes in it, no no negative statements in it, no 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 straightening out, no reproof in it. Why? Because they was doing what it is they're supposed to do. 
And at this point, he's coming back and telling them just quick little blurbs of what I need you to do. Why? Because I don't have to talk to you that much about it because you already know what to do. Praise God. And so he told them, pray without ceasing. That's what God is admonishing us to do is pray without ceasing. That phrase without ceasing in the literal Greek means uninterruptedly, uninterruptedly, which means without omission, uninterruptedly. God wants us to pray uninterruptedly. Praise God. You know, a lot of us just try to pray watching TV at the same time. That's prayer, but that's not this kind of prayer. Does that make sense? You know, we try to pray and socialize at the same time. That's prayer, but that's not this kind of prayer. God wants you to pray without ceasing, uninterruptedly. In other words, don't let anything or anybody stop you, hinder you, or hamper you from praying. Don't you let anything or anybody stop you, hinder you, or hamper you from praying. Because if the truth is anywhere near told, most of us allow ourselves to be stopped, hindered, and hampered in prayer. To the point that we have great intention to pray. But very few actual manifestations of prayer. We got great intention to do it. Oh yeah, I'm gonna be at a, I'm gonna be at intercessory prayer on, on Saturday, six thirty to eight thirty AM presently. I'm 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 gonna be there. Uh uh well next week I'm gonna be there. But but next week I'm gonna be there. Next week I'm gonna be there. God says, I'm telling you to pray without letting anything or anybody stop you, hinder you, or hamper you from praying. Pray without ceasing. Turn to Luke chapter 18. I don't know if that's what that really means, Pastor. Well, Luke chapter 18. If it's true, it it ought to be in there more than one time. Luke chapter 18. She didn't believe Paul. Let's go back to Jesus then. Luke chapter 18, verse 1. And he, Jesus, Spake a parable unto them to this end, which means this is the the basic bottom line of the parable that men ought always to pray and not to think that men ought always to pray and not think that word ought right there is used impersonally. It means it is necessary as binding. It is necessary as binding. So when he say you ought always pray, he's telling you it's necessary that you always pray and not faint. It is necessary that you pray and not faint. Well, what's it necessary for? Well, if he wanted you to know that, he'd have told you that. Praise God. But you know, God's God. He know everything. Anybody know, believe he know everything? So if he tell you to do something, he really don't have to give you an explanation. All he need to do is tell you what to do and you should do it. You know, stuff like flee fornication. You don't have to give any explanation after that. All we know is that we're supposed to book, get up out of there. Come on now. When you feel the heat rising a little bit, hallelujah, it's just time to get up. That's all. When they start looking a little too good, it's just time to get up. That's all. They'll be like, oh, could you stay? No. Why? Because you're too fine right now. I got to get up out of here. I'm no longer seeing you as my holy sister or my holy brother. But I'm seeing you as some other. It's time for me to get out. Y'all don't want to work with me. Luke chapter 18. He said he spake a parable unto them to this end. That men ought always to pray. Men ought always. That word ought also translates behooved. I like that one. It also translates behooved. 
which means it behooves you to always pray. It behooves you. The word behooved means to be worthwhile to ask for personal profit or advantage to be worthwhile to ask for personal profit or advantage, which means there is personal profit in your continuous prayer. There is personal advantage to your continuous prayer. It's worthwhile your time to do what he told you to do. Because a lot of us, we like to sit back and think, well, is it really worth it? Oh, baby, it's worth it. Out of Jesus's own mouth, he said it's worth it. It behooves you to pray. That's why he tells you pray always. The word always means every win. That is at all times. Every win. That is at all times. Win. Every win. At all times. Well, what about when everything is hectic in my life? Every win. At all times. Things got hectic in Jesus life. But he still took time to go apart with his father to pray. And so if he could find time. We can find time. What about when everything is already going pretty good in my life? Every win. That is at all times. Everything was always good in Jesus life. But he still took time to go apart with his father to pray. So if he could find time. You can find time. What about when I really didn't, we really don't have the time. Every win at all times. Because we always have time for the one who created time. We always have time for the one that created time. The day that you're living in, he made just for you and told you what to do with part of it. Pray. If I gave you a company car and told you I need to pick people, I need you to pick people up. You got time to pick people up. Because you're driving my vehicle. Does that make sense? You living in God's day. You breathing God's breath. You're using his body. You got time. <laughs> you got time. The question is, will we take the time that he created to spend some time with him in prayer? Will we take the time that he created and gave you? He said, pray always. He said, and he spake a parable unto them to this end, that men ought always to pray and not to faint. Which means that once you start this, don't faint. That word faint right there means to be weak. Be weak. Don't get weak. Come on, brother. Be strong. By implication, it means to fail. Speaking of in the heart, because it's showing you where the actual weakness begins and where the failing begins. It's in the heart saying that it really never was your heart to do this because many of us hear it and it'd be our head to do it. But it don't be our heart to do it. It'll be our head to do it. We'll think to do it, but it's not in our heart to do it. When it's in your heart, you're going to do it. He said, don't get, don't get, don't, 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 don't get weak in your heart. It also translates to be weary. Be weary. Don't get tired of praying. I've been praying, you know, because, you know, a lot of us, we pick up stuff as a fad. But we don't get it in our heart. We pick it up as a fad. You know, like last year, God was teaching us, praise God, about uh, uh, being generous. 
philanthropic. That was a fad that was like on point for a minute. Folk was just taking care of everybody, looking out for everybody, coming through for everybody. Year in, so did the fad. But remember, God said, I want you to continue this. This is your new lifestyle. Because Jesus went about doing good, healing all that was pressed to the devil because God was with him. We found out that word, that phrase being good meant being philanthropic, which means that's how Jesus did. So since we still his body, he's still doing it. And we're supposed to keep doing it. So don't get weary in well-doing because you shall reap if you faint not. But just like with well-doing, same thing with prayer, folk faint. Whereas we start off strong, but it don't last that long because we get weary. Don't get tired of praying. Jesus didn't. So we shouldn't either because we're supposed to imitate him. Don't get weary of praying. I've been praying for days. I've been praying for weeks. I've been praying for months. I've been praying for years. Thank you, Jesus. That's a privilege. That's a privilege. Come on now. Don't get weary in, 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 in prayer. He said, we ought to pray. Ain't no more than what you ought to do. Ain't no more what you ought to do. I remember, I remember, I remember my son one time, praise God, when he was younger, much younger. You know, I always had them in private school, praise God, and, and, and paid big money to have them up in school, praise God. You know, because I wanted them to learn not only a, a, a powerful education, which they did get, also wanted them to learn Christian values and have it reinforced in school, which they did, praise God. And so it was worth it to me and my wife. And so we made sure that that happened. But I remember one of them days and he always did good. He always did very well in school. My son was always like that way, quick witted, praise God, and studied, studied necessarily in order to make sure he get what he did. I remember one day, long, long time ago, he brought a report card to me, praise God. I said, Dad, I want you to show you my report card. I said, well, let me take a look at it, boy. And he looked at it and he said, see all them A's? I said, yeah, I see them. He said, you see, see that, see that, you see all that? I said, yeah. He said, I think I ought to get a raise in my allowance for that. He said, because I did so well. I said, you think so, honey? I said, that's no more than what you ought to have done as much as I paid for your education. In fact, what's this B doing on here? The guy like took the guard back, walked away like, you know, like I'm not hearing him right and stuff like that. And a lot of us, we try to act like we doing God for a favor when he already paid for your ability to pray. That's no more than what you ought do. So don't, no, no, come on. Yeah, I've been praying this long. Thank you, Jesus. Does that make sense? We all pray. That's because it behooves us to pray. It's worthwhile to pray. There's personal benefit and personal advantages in prayer. Interestingly enough, though, I like this. This is just me. Interestingly enough, it not only means to be weak. Where is it talking about faint? But it also means to be bad. It not only means to be weak. It also means to be bad, which means it's just bad when we don't pray. It's just bad when we don't pray. How about this? We're just being bad when we don't pray. Oh, Jana. Oh, Jana. Oh, one hand up. Oh, go ahead. Hold one hand up. Not that far. Right, right. About chest level. Right there. Right there. And reach over with the other hand. And say, bad, bad Christian. Bad Christian. Just for not praying like we ought to. Bad Christian. Pray. <laughs> Now, this is deep because read it again. And he spake a parable unto them. 
When he spoke this to them, he spoke this to them in a parable. He spoke to them this in a parable. See, Jesus spoke in parables so that those who wanted what he had for them could get it. While simultaneously, those who didn't want what he had wouldn't get it. Whenever Jesus spoke in parables, he spoke in parables in such a way that those who wanted what he had would get it. Those that didn't want he had what he wanted he had wouldn't get it. Because he said, I'm going to put this out in front of everybody, but only the ones that want it going to get it. The ones that don't want it, they're going to say, oh, that ain't nothing. That ain't that deep. Ain't even worth taking no notes. Much less writing it on the tablets of my heart. When are you going to get to the stuff about money coming? Where, where are you going? Like, where are you going to get to my breakthrough? Where are you going to get to that? When are you going to show me something? When are you going to blow on somebody? Turn to Colossians chapter 4. Colossians chapter 4. You know, folk love spooky Christianity. But they don't love meat and potatoes. Come on, grits and sausage type Christianity. With some greens to make it go all the way through. You know what I'm saying? So we don't get all, 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 all plugged up type Christians. Well, you don't got a lot of word, but ain't nothing passed through. It's all just plugged up up in there. That's that's ones be looking all deep. What they really doing is hurting. Colossians chapter four. They ought to pray. Colossians chapter four. Here's another spot. Go ahead and tell them, Paul. Because you know Paul was taught by Jesus. He wasn't taught by man. He was taught by Jesus. Colossians chapter four, verse two. It says, continue in prayer and watch in the same with thanksgiving. We're going to work on the first part. Continue in prayer. See, we're supposed to continue in prayer. That word continue right there means to be earnest towards. Be earnest towards it. Be earnest toward prayer. That is to persevere. That is to persevere. To persevere means to persist in anything undertaken. To persist in anything undertaken. Because many of us will start a thing, but we have trouble finishing the thing. We done got the alpha part down, Pat. We uh, we just don't know Omega that well. We know how to begin some stuff, but we don't end some stuff the way it's supposed to. God says, I need you to continue in prayer. This ain't something that you do like you did with that money part about the philanthropic where you did it for a minute, but don't do it no more. You know, before it was like a whole bunch of money coming into uh, benevolence. Like, you know, hey, yeah, give it, just give it away. Whoever need help, give it to them. Was I, was I ever helping people? Persevere, which means to maintain. It also means to maintain a purpose in spite of difficulty, obstacles, or discouragement. To maintain a purpose in spite of difficulties, obstacles, or discouragement, which means if there's any difficulties that rise up, it will not affect our prayer. If there's any obstacles that rise up, they will not affect our prayer. If there's even any discouragement that occurs, we're not going to stop praying. Because, you know, some folk, they, they try to punish God because they thought stuff should have happened sooner. You know, because they are better God than God is. You know, how, you know, how some folk are better God than God is. God, if God could just be as good a God as they are, you know, because they know how long things should take. And so anything past that is like God taking too long. Or they know how God should have came through. And if it come through any other way, God is wrong. 
Well, that's all that we have time for today. We trust that you are blessed with what the Word of God had to say. Hope that you learn that God really does want us to have a closer, more intimate relationship with Him than we presently have. I hope that you're seeing that God has opened the door of opportunity for us to have an intimate relationship with us that He wants to have with us. A door of opportunity that we'll be glad that we walk through when we do into the closer, more intimate relationship with God that He wants to have with me and you. I don't know about you, but I'm going to do whatever I need to do to increase my intimacy with the God that wants me to. I hope also that you do the same thing too. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christensen, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas. 78213. We'd be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. But it's always best when you can get it live. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and see us. Word of Faith Christian Center is located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas between West and Blanco. Service time is on Wednesdays at noon. Thursday evenings at 645. Saturday afternoons at 430 and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. And don't forget, we have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service that'll pick you up at home and then drop you off at home after the service. So if you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, just call the church office and arrange a ride. We'll be glad to come and get you. And to all the brothers out there in San Antonio and surrounding areas, I got just a thing for you. We invite all the brothers in San Antonio and surrounding areas to come out to our Breakfast of Champions Men's Breakfast this Saturday morning. It's an all-you-can-eat breakfast that the sisters from Word of Faith prepare for the brothers of Word of Faith. That's the best breakfast in town. It's one of my brothers that you don't want to turn down. And after we feed you naturally, we're going to feed you spiritually too. With a powerful word from God, just for the brothers, that's including you. There's no charge, but a free will offering will be taken. It starts at 9.30 a.m. sharp and it ends at 12 noon. Don't be late, that's if you want to play. Child care is provided at no charge. Neither I, VIP transportation services available for this too. So come on through and bring a couple brothers with you when you do. I guarantee that you'll be blessed and they will too. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.